It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning and welcome to the session. This is where faith and life connect here on the new Shine FM and on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Let's take just a quick minute before we dive into narcissism. Okay. And let's just remind everybody what you do at Heritage. What is Heritage all about? Well, Heritage is definitely a Christian-based counseling ministry where we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit in in the scriptures to guide us in treatment and helping things like depression, uh, anxiety, parenting, marriage. And you have a couple of new therapists on that I hope we can get at least one of them in here soon, a play therapist. That's right. Which means I get to go in and play with my G.I. Joes and she'll (laughs) tell me all about it? That's right. That's right. Yeah. In Mansfield, we have Kristen Kurtz. And then in Shelby, we have Jamie Wright who will be coming on in the next few weeks. And so we really want to promote play therapy as a very important uh, treatment that helps young children be able to express themselves through play. Okay, so it's a way that that kids can get out what they're feeling without sitting down and saying, well, I feel like. Yeah. Kind of the same thing you do with art, where they might draw it when they can't say it. Yeah. Same, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We hadn't talked about that for a while, so I just thought we'd kind of introduce heritage to everybody. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk about narcissism. And this happened because I came across an article. Okay. And it was an article from uh, theconversation.com. And the title of the article was Narcissistic People Aren't Just Full of Themselves. New research finds they're more likely to be aggressive and violent. And I went, Yeah. Tom, we need to talk about this. Right. Uh huh. So. We're going to talk about narcissism today, but first, (laughs) we're going to turn to God's Word. Well, Scott, and why don't we do that? Out of Romans 12 and the third verse, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. We don't see ourselves more than we should, but we should see ourselves in the name of Jesus, we should see ourselves in him, not what have I accomplished in life, not how many children I have, what my house looks like, and what car I drive. It's in Christ. So we're going to talk about narcissism today, and that's why I thought that passage was important, because it's a reminder to, well, it's not all about you. Right. You know, right. There, there's a way that you should be. And I want you to know we're doing something we have never done before on the session. Usually we have notes in front of us. Right. Today, Tom and I are doing this whole show both looking at our at our phones. So we have caved to technology, essentially. <laughs> and 
But technology the, failed us, maybe. Technology even. failed us, which is why we don't have the notes in front of us. Thank you very much, Apple iCloud. Uh, yeah. Anyway, not that I'm bitter about it. No, okay, so no, let's a, let's start with the definition of narcissism, Tom. Let's kind of just, what, what are we dealing with here? Well, Scott, narcissistic personality disorder is one of several types of personality disorders. There's three different axes of or groups of personality disorders. But it's a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. So they're proud. Yeah, to a degree that is very annoying to other people. And life interrupting in some cases. Yes, definitely. Okay. And, yeah. that's, and that's when it can become a real problem, maybe at the workplace or, right. or even at home. And we'll kind of hopefully get into that as we kind of plow into this today. So let's just start with what some of the characteristics, or maybe better said, what are the symptoms of a narcissist is. Let's do that. So here's one system. They lack empathy, Scott. The vast majority of us are able to understand how others are feeling, then we will generally act accordingly, reassuring people and offering sympathy if they are sad. Even if you are having a terrible day, the narcissist is unlikely to sympathize. You could be having a horrible day and they're not going to tune into it. They're not going to pay attention to the fact. That they're not going to say something that's empathetic to you. Because they're having a great day and they just don't care. Exactly. Okay. They can't. So they may not even understand why you're sad. They don't have a clue. Okay. Well, why is that bothering you? You know, I just do this. <laughs> okay, I get that. <laughs> All right. I, I kind of, when as you were reading that, I was thinking of Commander Data from Star Trek. Okay. The android. Okay. Incapable of feeling, incapable of empathizing. Uh-huh. He would just recite off some list of facts to make you feel better, and you just go, you don't get that, do you? Right, yeah. No, I am incapable of feeling. Right. All right, symptom number two of a narcissist. Well, Scott, they are conversation hoggers. <laughs> they are hogging the conversation. The communication highway is all theirs. So it's a one-way highway. That's right. And I may and I may not invite you into my highway, <laughs> but don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you can't get a word in edgewise, essentially. Not, not at all. Okay. And, and that's a sign of a personality disorder. There, there's another one like that. The borderline personality is also like that. You, you struggle and sometimes in session with a borderline personality to say, uh, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Your hour's up. <laughs> You'll get the hour, and then they'll tell you all about the hour. I got to ask you, I mean, we've got a long way to go here, so this right. may wind up taking two weeks, but in session, how how are you able to contain a narcissist when you can't get, as the therapist, you can't get a word in edgewise? Well, two things. One, I may use sign language. <laughs> okay. Well, you may use my fingers like, whoa, stop. <laughs> Or in the middle of the session, I'll have my phone out and I'll text them. I've changed media on them. <laughs> okay. So they have to check their phone to see, well, who would, I'm so important. Who's contacting me? Oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So ch you change the game on them a little bit. Uh, I do. Yeah. All right. Symptom number three. Well, okay. Self-importance. The, the narcissist will often feel as though they are the most important person in the room. And you didn't know that? I mean, I'm poking a little bit of fun. A, a but, little bit, yeah. But that's how they come across. Okay. Is the narcissist aware of this? No. 
how do you, they wind up in front of you? Well, likely because they have a wife who's bringing them in or a husband who's bringing them in or a loved one in their support system. They oftentimes would not seek help. Sometimes when a marriage is really coming unglued because of it, that'll bring them in. Okay. And one of the things that, let me get this out, I think it's really important about that is, I listened to a presentation on personality disorders in general, this is true, um, back at the American Association of Christian Counselors World Conference, and the, and the presenter really was saying it this way, that if you're struggling with a personality disorder, it's really important that you find a trusted counselor or pastor that you can go to, and when you guys can't figure it out, you don't know what's going on in the relationship, you trust that pastor or pastoral counselor and what they have to say. So symptom number four now. All right. Rule breaking. The narcissists tend to think that they are above normal people, <laughs> and this includes the rules that others are expected to adhere to. This includes social rules such as queuing and waiting for your turn as the narcissist seems to think such rules are in place only for people to abide by, but not him. Yeah, everybody but them. Yeah. The rules apply. Oh, my gosh, this sounds like am I? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We've diagnosed one here. Oh, boy, yeah, we've hit two. One from here, one from church. The rules do not apply to me. That's right. I know better than the rules. Well, that's right. So one easy one is that the speed limit is for everybody else. I'll travel whatever speed I want. The speed limit is just a suggestion for me. Yeah, I, w- I was at a pastor's fellowship uh, last Thursday, and, and one of the pastors was saying, and bringing out a point, well, how many of us were speeding on the way here? And Scott, I got to admit, this is what I said. <laughs> well, it certainly wasn't me. I had somebody traveling the speed limit in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so would this also indicate that maybe the narcissist has trouble keeping jobs? Yeah. Because the rules do not apply, but the boss says, yes, they do. That's true. Eventually, that's going to hurt you. Another way it impacts them is one of the number one reasons a person loses their job is their inability to get along with fellow employees. And so if they are acting narcissistic around the staff, what kind of unity are you going to have there in the first place? Yeah, eventually that's going to come to a head somewhere and the boss is going to have to step in. Yeah. Number five of the symptoms of a narcissist. The narcissist strives for perfection. The narcissist needs everything to be perfect all the time. They place heavy expectations of perfection on themselves. Now, will they extend that expectation of perfection to everybody else, too, since they are, you should be? Well, if they know that that person exists. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because they're, they're so focused on themselves. But this will maybe segue into the, one of the really important thoughts about the narcissist. More current research is showing that the narcissist is more so insecure. They have an insecure sense of worth. Their self-worth is very low. So if things are perfect, people are in their mind are going to acknowledge that and say something which will help that sore be stabbed to that wound inside of my self-worth. So it sounds like self-worth can go really two ways. It, that low self-esteem, you can either go the narcissist side, so you therefore do things to make everybody acknowledge how wonderful you are. Right. Or if they don't, you will do it for them. Right. 
or it goes the complete other direction toward depression? Yeah, because in, in that direction, I am not worthy. I am of not. I have no value. So how could I ever expect anything good to happen? But here's where the enemy really digs his heels in: is he wants to, us to keep that in the darkness, to not share it and not talk about it, and then what we're talking about footholds in our thinking then begin to grow to strongholds because the enemy is in there wrestling with it and and lying to us and people are buying into it. So their self-worth goes right out the window. That just crossed my mind as we were talking here. Now, there's a lot more that we really want to cover, Tom, and I know we don't have time today to actually give it the detail that it needs. Right. So we've just laid out the symptoms of, of a narcissist, and maybe you're recognizing that in maybe your spouse, or maybe you're recognizing it in yourself. Maybe there's right. just enough there that you're going, wait a minute, That's you mean that's not normal? Yeah. Then maybe it would be time to consider sitting down with a Christian counselor, and what's the best way to maybe start a conversation with you? Well, Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And if you came in in the middle, remember, you can always catch up on this podcast or check previous editions on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. 